The Music Biz Weekly with Michael Brandvold. Music marketing tips, advice, and discussions. Do you need assistance with your next release? Are you looking for help with your digital strategy? Do you need help getting the most out of your social media? Do you have questions on how to find more fans? Contact Michael at www.michaelbrandvold.com. Everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Music Biz Weekly Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Brandvold. And before I get into speaking with my special guest this week, I want to remind everybody, we've got a Facebook group that you can go join that is open discussion on music marketing topics, questions, techniques. Just head over to facebook.com slash musicmarketingmind, and uh, we host it, but there's over a thousand different people on there and we're always talking about music marketing stuff it's not let me remind you it's not where you come to plug your new music your shows your video this is not promo because you're not going to get fans here this is where you talk to other colleagues about questions on how to market and promote yourself um so getting all that housekeeping out of the way i want to welcome add me to that group (laughs) <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll definitely send you a link. Um, I want to welcome a friend and colleague, Eric Coral, who um, you may know him from, uh, well, he's got about, what, 15 years of experience in the music industry and about nine years with uh, his company, Fan Manager, right? Yes, that's correct. So you are, um, Hi, everyone. hey, everybody. Thank you. Thank you, Eric. Um, <laughs> you are up to something interesting now. And this is what I kind of wanted to talk about because in my mind, um, a lot of music marketing is, you know, I hate to use the term thinking outside of the box because everybody uses that and it gets so overplayed. And, you know, I don't think a lot of people really ever actually think outside of the box when they are thinking outside of the box. But that's what grabs people's attention. That's always what's worked, especially when it comes to music and promoting bands. For decades now, it's when a band does something that just kind of gets you to go, wow, I didn't see that coming, um, that, you know, good or bad, it gets your attention. And and I would say one of the last times I saw that, again, good or bad, and we don't have to debate whether it's success or not, is when U2 gave away their, their last album to everybody on Apple iTunes. Right. That was a... To me, outside of the box, did not see that coming, totally had me going, wow, that's pretty pretty amazing. And I was talking about it. Again, who cares whether you like the album or not? We're not debating on whether that um, cheapened the value of music. But from a marketing technique, you got to admit, that really got people's attention. Absolutely. And I want to give props to Wilco, too, for just releasing a new album, Out of the Blue, and giving it away for free, and they're like, why did we give away for free? They're like, why not? We thought it'd be a fun idea. <laughs> yeah. And from, a, and from a super fan's perspective, I've been seeing Wilco for as long as I've been in the music business. I was like, holy crap, I love this band a hundred times more than I ever did before. Yeah, it, it, it's those cool things. I especially love bands that <clears throat> out of the blue, just the next day a new album drops. You know, because... Having you and I have been in this industry for so long, we know that it's like, oh yeah, you know, a year in advance, so and so's recording an album. It's going to be done here. Then they get into the marketing campaign, and then it's going to be released. You know, there's no, 
you don't build up excitement <clears throat> anymore because there isn't a release day event like there used to be pre-internet. And now when all of a sudden an artist just out of nowhere says, hey, I got a new album I just finished and here it is. You're like, holy crap, I didn't even know you were recording. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and the fact that a band, it, what's even more impressive is that in today's day and age, you know, if, if someone even drops like a little leaf on the ground, somebody else is going to hear about it and probably have have already recorded it on their iPhone and the word's going to get out and it's going to be on the internet forever. So for a band to keep a secret like that for as long as they did is all that more impressive and especially a band as big as U2 and, and Wilco, you know, like for nothing to have leaked out and nobody to have had any clue that this was coming, it just hits you like, you know, like the best ton of bricks you could ever be yep. hit with. Yep. So, so you're working on something now that uh, you had mentioned it to me as an idea, I don't know, six months ago. And sure. now, now it's really started to take on a life of its own. And it's, it's just one of those things where I'm like, this is just a very cool music marketing idea. So mm -hmm. why don't you fill us in on what, you are, what you're working on? Sure. So... About a year ago, um, I was looking for a low-stress job after I had to sadly shut Fan Manager down after nine years in business. As you know, it's getting harder and harder to make money in this industry, and I was having to support a staff, and my budgets kept getting slashed every year. And I, I think it's a tale that uh, you've heard many, many times before. So I had a good run, and I was looking for something to sort of do in the interim while I was trying to figure out my next move. And this little side job as a Lyft driver um, turned into something more than I could ever possibly imagine. Basically, what happened was is that the first week I started driving for Lyft, I read online on CNN or Huffington Post or one of those sites that there are some Lyft drivers that are out there with creative themes to their cars, uh, especially up in San Francisco. Um, there's Disco Lyft, who has a DJ set up in the back of his car. There's Hip Hop Lyft that has a whole theme of hip-hop trivia in his car. There's a guy that dresses up like the dude from Big Lebowski. You could get picked up by Batman. There's a, a guy with a karaoke machine in the back of his car. And I'm like, well, that's awesome. This company is letting you basically build a business and a, and a brand on top of their platform, and they don't care. You can do whatever you want as long as you're not tarnishing their brand in any way. And I said, well... <laughs> I'm really into cross-dressing at the moment, and I was experimenting and having fun with that. And I said, what the hell would happen if, if uh, a drag queen went and picked people up? And I had this sort of neon light bulb epiphany, and I saw this pink neon sign, and it said, driving is a drag. And I'm like, that's the craziest idea I've ever had in my entire life. People are going to laugh at me. People are going to throw things at me. <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen, but I have to try it. It's just such a crazy idea. Maybe it'll work. And I went out with a friend for the first few rides to make sure that it was going to be a safe experience. And I designed this whole um, brand around it where I've got a yellow taxi driver outfit. I've got the pink logo. I've got pink stuff in my car, uh, necklaces and headbands and funny sunglasses and all these props that people can take pictures with and everyone absolutely loved it. I mean the common reaction is that I, I, show, I say that I've arrived with an Uber or Lyft, uh, it sends them a text message and they come out of their house, walk down their stairs 
and they usually walk right by my car because I see a girl singing in the, in the car. <laughs> and uh, when I see them looking at their phone, well, completely- and and not just a girl, but basically not- a a, yeah, a, a, dra- I- a, dra- a drag queen that you know totally made up, outrageous. Totally, totally made up, outrageous. My alter ego's name is Erica Simone. I got the name from Nina Simone, the jazz singer. And, um, yeah, my, my, my whole image is definitely one of, like, a cartoon character. And people walk right by my car because they think that this car was for somebody else or it was a mistake or what the hell's going on. And I hop out of the car and I'm like, hey, babe, heard you needed a lift. And people absolutely lose their minds. They drop their shopping bags all over the floor. I've been invited into, you know, a mom's house to, like, crash a dinner party. I mean, the funniest things in the world happen. And thank God I'm doing this in a city like Los Angeles where, you know, it's the entertainment capital of the world and people love a good surprise and they love something spontaneous and entertaining like this. You know, uh, it's a little bit like who's on candid camera or punked. But, you know, when people ask me to describe what this whole thing is, I'm like, I don't know, it's... Something like Cash Cab meets Borat and Drag. <laughs> right. And, and, and the, the whole idea has really taken off. Um, I've done 1,500 trips without a single problem. Um, I've done 20 pieces of press since late February. I was interviewed by the LA Weekly, and they did a great in-depth story about me with a video where a videographer filmed me for a whole day picking up people on Valentine's Day. Um, and most recently... Uh, I just finished filming a reality television pilot. I can't say what network it's going to be on or what it's about, but it was the most fun five days of my life. I was I was followed around by a 20-person film crew, and the whole thing is just an absolute ride. I never thought in a million years that I would be on reality television, but that's what it's looking like for next spring. So, 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 uh, so how, how did all of this... Um, segue into the 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 marketing, the music marketing idea that you've now launched. Right. So the big idea now is I've created a new thing specifically for YouTube called the Drag Car Sessions. So I said, how can I combine everything that I've done in the music business for the last 15 years and my current love for dressing and drag and put them all, in, all together? So my idea is that I'm going to get bands playing live in the backseat of my car while I give them a great tour of Hollywood or Ventura Boulevard or Mulholland Drive. Uh, They're going to perform two songs in my car. Sometimes if we have time, they'll perform one song outside of my car in an iconic spot in in L.A. And we'll do a five-minute goofy interview in the car. Um, I've been a big fan of what Nikki Blum and the Gramblers have done with the van sessions, um, where they basically do uh, cover songs while they're you know, touring from gig to gig, and that's just their way to pass time. Um, there was also a series called the Black Cab Sessions where a, a Black Cab would pick up bands and give them a tour around London. Um, and then also, most recently, Jerry Seinfeld's got a series called Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee. So I said that I'm going to create sort of like the wacky LGBT uh, bastard child of all those things. Right. <laughs> and, and And this is not only going to be bands, but I'm going to be... Uh, interviewing drag queens. I'm going to have comedians. I'm going to have actors. It's going to be a show about all the different characters that you meet in LA and especially all the different characters that I've picked up just as a normal Uber and Lyft driver. I mean, I've picked up actors, directors, agents, managers, publicists, uh, other YouTube stars. I mean, it's just, it's an amazing array of, of folks that you pick up 
I want to keep this first 12 very music-centric because that's my, my sweet spot. Um, and what we're doing right now is we're looking for a great LGBT media sponsor that wants to have an exclusive on this series so that they can air a new drag car sessions every week. We want to film all 12 of them, get them done and edited, and then we can say, here, we've got this great you know, gaggle of content for you. How would you like to have original stuff every single week for the rest of the rest of the summer or the rest of the fall? Um, and I think that, you know, in addition to finding a big media sponsor, you know, I'd love to say drag car sessions sponsored by Trojan condoms. You know, pr promote safe sex uh, sponsored by Mac Cosmetics, and bring in other advertisers into this as well. Um, you know, I, I read a story recently that uh, PewDiePie, who's been a YouTube star for the last few years, all he does is review video games on YouTube. And he made seven million bucks last year. Right. That just goes to show you that the whole paradigm has completely changed. And now you could just do stuff from your bedroom and become a freaking millionaire. It's amazing. So I'm just doing stuff from my car and hopefully I can, you know, make enough money to buy a couple sushi so, dinners. So 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 let me ask you a few more questions about the sessions now. So are you are you gonna be streaming them live? Have you thought about using like Periscope or something like that to to actually stream it live? <clears throat> yeah, um, you know, I've actually done a few Periscopes, and it's been sort of a mixed bag because you never really know who your audience is going to be. Um, you know, obviously, I send out those Periscopes to people on Twitter and Facebook, but because it's so in the moment and people aren't checking their phones twenty four hours a day, you know, 60 minutes a day, or 60 minutes, you know, every single minute. Um, it's been kind of a mixed bag, but I've had some really funny periscopes where I've picked up passengers, and then people on periscope actually asked my, my passengers and I to sing a song, or several songs, and on one ride we were singing Bohemian Rhapsody in the car to a bunch of oh, strangers. That's interesting, yeah. Totally awesome. Um, would I entertain the fact that I could do a periscope with maybe like a bigger celebrity or musician in the future? Absolutely. I, I think, but for right now, we want to make sure that these th things are edited, that there's links, that, um, that there's a specific format that we're going by, and that people get used to that format. And it's about 12 minutes is, is what I'm trying to get the experience into. It's about a 12-minute uh, piece, which is almost even too long in today's day and age where no one has any attention span for anything anymore. Right. Um, but I think 12, the, like the 10 to 12 minute format is going to work good for what we're doing. And then if it's a big success, then we can expand and you know do even more in depth interviews and stuff are, like that. Are you are you using multiple cameras? And you know, technically, what what's involved? Is this just a dashboard iPhone pointed back, or are you putting two or three cameras in and then plan on editing afterwards? Are you putting external mics in there? Because you know, one of the big things when I, I know whenever I've done like um, stage it with bands the big thing they're like bands are always like i don't want to use the microphone that's built into the to the 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 macbook you know i want i want good quality external mics if i'm performing i want so are, are you taking into those considerations so i have a videographer that sits shotgun with me um i'm also going to be experimenting with a gopro camera which i just bought uh to see if i can get that sort of fisheye look in, in, in conjunction with my iPhone 6, which is a great camera. Right. Uh, and then I'm going to be splicing 
footage between, you know, it's going to say dash cam footage and then, you know, regular footage uh, to sort of give two different perspectives. The great thing about having a performance in my car is there's no amplification needed. The acoustics in there could not be better. Um, you know, I was thinking like, oh, we should probably get a few more mics in there, but I've listened back to a few of these things and they sound totally great because, you know, it's a small Toyota Prius. I mean, obviously when we get a bigger vehicle like a party bus, we're going to want to have extra amps, but uh, amplification. But for right now, for the context of this thing where we have only two or three people in the backseat of my car, it sounds great. Um, so what are some of the bands you've uh, worked with on this already? And so, that, have you, that have schedules coming up with you? Yeah, I did three of these last year. Um, three local indie bands from L.A. One was called Nightclub, one was called Life Leone, and one was uh, Immigrant Union. Immigrant Union featured Brent from the Dandy Warhols, and that was great. Um, the bands I've got coming up, I just finished filming a band called Lady Low, another indie band from L.A., but I've got a couple of big DJs that were former clients of mine that uh, have agreed to get in the car. I've got Crystal Method coming up, and I have Infected Mushroom coming up as wow. well. Yeah, and, and I think that's going to be really cool because, um, you know, there's not much that you can really see you know when a dj is doing his thing but I, in the past when i when i had the band nightclub the guy had a boombox and he was just rocking out on boombox while the female singer was singing into the camera um i was thinking that we could do a couple of these things uh at least with infected mushroom there's a singer there and then he could bring a laptop or a keyboard and and play the beats through there but i was thinking that we could set up a couple of cool um strobe lights and then do these at night and oh give, yeah like, that would be interesting Right? Yeah. So I was thinking we can get, you know, uh, a couple other, like, lava lamps and strobe lights and smoke machines and stuff like that and then do these at night and drive, you know, in downtown L.A. at 2 o'clock in the morning and get that, get that kind of a vibe. So have you, ha as you've done the ones in the past that you've already, already completed, um, have you had, like, passing cars, like, give you interesting looks? It's like, what's going on? There's a band performing back there. Yeah, and that, that's the best thing, and that's the reason why I wanted to have a videographer sitting shotgun so that she can capture those reactions. I also want to have spontaneous things happen where, you know, we're driving by maybe like a school that's on a field trip and they're in a, in a park, and then I could have the band just jump out and do like an impromptu song for a big audience. You know, that's why it's great to have a handheld camera to capture that stuff that you know you're not really expecting. Now, are are you um, basically requiring all of it to be, for the most part, acoustic, so that they don't have all this gear? Because I mean, what do you got for mobile power? Right. Yeah. Um, you know, when it comes to playing beats, I mean, they could just hook into the auxiliary. But um, I actually had uh, Life Leone play with this little amp that was no bigger than a, like a lunchbox. And they brought that in the car, and it was um, it was powered by a battery, and it sounded great. And they sounded like a total grunge band in the back of my car, playing with this tiny little amp. Um, I think the experience lends itself to more of an acoustic experience, but there's no reason why bands can't play electric. Right, right. What kind of feedback have you gotten from the bands? I mean, and, and feedback from two two areas. So what have they thought of the actual performance in the car, and then... Of the finished product, what have they heard back from fans or other people about what they just did? You know, everyone loves it because it's so different. I mean, nobody 
they've none of these other ever bands have ever performed with like a drag queen host next to them, you know, driving around. I mean, it's it's so out of the box and so different that uh, they love telling their 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 fans and their and their and their friends all about it. Um, and I've gotten recommendations from you know one band to have another band join me in the car. So the word of mouth is certainly spreading. And I've got eleven bands booked now, and I've got one big drag queen. Uh, the drag queen is Venus Delight, who's the number one Madonna impersonator in the world. Uh, she's a good friend of mine, and uh, I think we're going to do some karaoke Madonna songs in the car. Oh, of course, like, you got to do that, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be it's going to be great. So, so you know, the, thinking outside of the box, you've started this interesting idea. Where do you where do you want to take it? I mean, because obviously, okay, you you don't want to get caught up in just churning meaning book another band book another band where do you want this to go ultimately well ultimately like the big pie in the sky vision of this business is that i'm going to use all of my marketing knowledge from the last 15 years to build a brand both online and in the real world um you know build my presence on social media build my presence on youtube get in as many television shows as I could possibly get in. I've done this pilot. I'm in the process of getting a shopping agreement put together to shop a different concept for my own show to major networks. Um, I want to get on Ellen. I want to get on Conan. I want to, you know, have a little role in the show Transparent. You know, I want to get uh, that little cartoon character, Erica Simone, which is like, an, you know, like the drag queen wears Waldo, in as many places as I could possibly put her to to raise awareness of this of this idea, and eventually, you know, I want to use that sort of quote unquote celebrity status to start a franchise. I, I believe that this idea can work as a party bus and limo business in every major city in America. You and a drag queen and a party bus for forty eight hours in Palm Springs, visiting all the hot nightclubs, dinner spots, beach locations wherever you want to go with performances by drag queens on the party bus for three grand for the weekend. Do, do you, well, you know, back to the, the drag car sessions, do you see that as something that, that you could franchise and break out? So you've got a drag car session with somebody else up here in San Francisco and then somebody in New York and somebody in Toronto so that you've got, that you've got session because, you know, we, you and I know there's, there's just, there's musicians and bands, worldwide they it's only it's only the 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 ones with the deeper pockets that are going to fly to la and hope to be able to do it so if you can bring a drag car session like i said to toronto and then all of a sudden there's something going on in toronto absolutely yeah I mean, and there's and there's definitely very entertaining drag queens that's the other thing is that Drag queens, unless you're one of the finalists on RuPaul's Drag Race, you're not making that much money. It's like, you know, 100 bucks a night plus tips. And it would be such a great thing if I was able to give drag queens additional work on top of just them performing in nightclubs. You know, if, if they can make money as a driver or if they can make money and get exposure by doing drag car sessions in, in, in their own city. That would be awesome. It would it would give me a lot of joy to do that. And, and so, Drake, Drake yes, Car Sessions, Drake Car Sessions is not at this stage is not necessarily a money maker for you. It's a branding exercise. It's building your brand and it's building your business because 
you're you're not a lift you're not a lift driver that af that evening that you're doing a drag car session are you not at all no and in fact um being a rideshare driver is is almost like a loss leader as far as i as far as i see it for my business yeah you can make a couple hundred bucks out there driving people around but you're also putting tremendous wear and tear on your car mileage oil changes you know the longer you're on the road, the more you're likely to get into an accident, too. Um, you know, it's not really a sustainable business for me. For me, using Lyft and Uber is a way for me to build my brand. And uh, it's helped me get out there in front of lots of important people in L.A. in the entertainment business. But, yes, Drag Car Sessions is absolutely a brand-building exercise. If, if Drag Car Sessions brings in some sponsorship dollars and some advertising money awesome. That would be like the best of all scenarios. Right now, I'm not really worried about the money. I want to perfect my craft. I want to do 12 of these and get them in the can, get a media sponsor involved, and then start filming 12 more. You know, I'd love to be able to get Miley Cyrus in the back of my car because she's been very pro-LGBT. Uh, she started a foundation that um, helps LGBT youth deal with uh, different issues. I'd love to get Katy Perry in the back of the car. I'd love to get huge drag queens in the back of the car, comedians, you name it. I mean, anyone's game. And 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 obviously, there's no there's no cost to the artists to do this. It's just their time that they're going to put in. And 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 roughly, how much time does it take? One hour. One hour that, is all you're asking of them. I I pick them up. We do the interview. We do two songs. Occasionally, the band's like, you know, I kind of fucked up on that chord change. Can I do the song again? I say, sure, no problem. And then we shoot a little bit of B-roll, too. You know, like, I'll get some pictures with the band. You know, maybe we'll take a few uh, cityscapes, things like that. But, like, yeah, it's a one-hour time commitment. So from a band's perspective, if they're touring around L.A. for, for right now uh, and, you know, they've just finished lunch and they've got a few hours before their sound check, hop in the car with me and we'll just get this thing done. And it's free content for you. It's free promotion for the band, too. Uh you know, I think that this is something that's awesome because it's a great way for a band to, for instance, play a random cover that they would never play before or debut a brand new song in the car for the very first time. It's almost like a miniature music video in the context of my car. It's great. Right. Um, I think that, you know, it works both ways. The band gets a lot of additional exposure and the fans spread this stuff around because they think it's funny and, and it's a great time and it helps me. So and, it's a and and you don't care about style of music, genre of music. Um you know, what happens if a, a six piece band wants to do this? So that's interesting. Uh, with Lady Low, I had two backup singers and the main singer in my car and he was playing a small little acoustic guitar and they were singing beautiful backup harmonies. And they said, you know, it would really mean a lot to us if we could join the rest of the band. So what we did is we met in this park in Atwater Village, uh, sort of near downtown L.A., and we were joined by a three-piece string section. And it was like walking into, like, into a spiritualized concert. It was absolutely beautiful to have these three violin players playing and then just this gorgeous song. I can't wait for everyone to see it. It's, it's absolutely amazing. So that's certainly an option. But for right now, you know, it's it's it's... I think it's 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 probably easier if you have like one or two main songwriters or you're a solo singer songwriter or you know if you want to do freestyle rapping it's all good you know I just only have room for three folks in the back of my car right now 
<laughs> have, have, you, have you had any police pull you over yet? Not yet. No, <laughs> no I've been, you know, actually, I, I had one cop pull me over for something, and then he started to ask me a bunch of questions because he saw I was all dressed up, and he's like, he got a good laugh out of it, and he let me go. <laughs> so so Erica works in, in multiple ways. That's funny. So, so for managers, bands, musicians, whoever, who are watching this and are in the L.A. area, how can they get hold of you to book a session? Sure. So my website is drivingisadrag.com, and you can email me at drivingisadrag at gmail.com. And then on my website, you can find my links to all my other Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, all that stuff. And do you have? Are there links up there to to some of the past video sessions that you've done? Uh, if you go to my YouTube channel, they're all up there. And do you know what um, the U- URL for that is? It's also drive. Everything is driving as a drag. Okay. Nice thing to remember. Yep. Good. Good. So so go check it out because again, this is just one of those interesting, really thinking outside of the box. Thank you. Marketing ideas that you came up with, but then from a band standpoint, it's like. You know, this is just different. This is not just going to the local coffee house, the local dive bar, the local bar, whatever it is, to play a show, to to do a release video, whatever you might be doing. This is uh, definitely a different twist. And, and a lot of times it's just that simple little twist that get people to go, well, that was just really cool. I mean, it could be the same Thanks. song you've played hundreds of times before in a hundred different videos, but because of the context of where you're playing it, people are going to go, this is really different, this is really cool, this is really interesting. And we know from a marketing standpoint, that's where viral begins. When someone goes, I want to show this to my friend because it's just really kind of funny or it's really kind of cool or different. That's how viral begins. You know, you can't make viral. You can only hope that your audience identifies with it and connects with it in some way so they start sharing it. Two things I want to mention real quick. Number one is I actually did have one video that truly went viral. It was on a new video platform called VidMe. And VidMe is basically touting themselves as like, it's like YouTube, but it's like the easiest way to upload video on the go. And their platform is really nice. And they wanted to do a foray into original content for the first time so they hired this husband and wife video team that drove with me and um, did this little series called Uber Lives and it was basically about the the backgrounds of, of five different Uber drivers in LA and any hardships that people have, have faced and why they took the job as a driver and, and basically it was a really touching series and it sort of got into you know lots of times people take these jobs because they're destitute, they're broke, and this is like their last chance to finally make some money, and it's really helped a lot of people. And for whatever reason, people really identified with my video, and it got half a million views in like a week. Wow. Um, yeah, totally awesome. Um, and then in terms of marketing myself, you know, one other thing that I should mention is that when I got my first professional makeover, and I got these pictures of me sort of laying on top of my car, I was like, you know... That looks like Lady Gaga shooting a music video on top of her car. I'm going to approach Driving as a Drag as a marketing campaign for Lady Gaga releasing her fourth album where she's, she's now become the sexiest Uber driver in the world. 
And I said, I'm going to do everything I would pretending that this is a marketing campaign for her and a tour or an album release or whatever. So, you know, as far as I'm concerned, Erica Simone is Lady Gaga driving a car. Cool. That's cool. So, listen, I mean, again, any, any musicians watching this, if you're in the L.A. area, I encourage you to, to, to reach out to Eric here and, and, and see if you can book a session because it's just a different angle to um, another video. And, and believe me, when I say, you know, when I talk to all my clients, it's like they're like, all right, well, we'll, we'll record another video. We'll just go into a bar and we'll set up a camera. And you're just sort of like, oh, here we go again. It's just another live performance. There's <clears throat> nothing... There's nothing at the core that is exciting about that. I, I'm sorry to be brutal, but just another another live performance video, whether it's in an arena or a bar, just doesn't cut it anymore. And this is a performance that might have that little extra that, again, maybe it's a song that you've played a million times over and you've already posted six other videos of you doing it, but this is a different take on it. And that's what makes it exciting and interesting. And you've got to look at things for those different angles when it comes to how you're going to market yourself. Because your fans don't want to see the 12th version of the same song performed in the sixth different bar. There's just, there's just nothing exciting about that. This could be funny. This could be, you could be laughing at this. You could be smiling. You could be cheering. You know, it, and it all depends. You never know what's going to happen in each session. Plus, I've got feather boas and pink bunny ears and all sorts exactly. of Exactly. So it's... So, you know, you might, you might actually be having so much fun where you don't really have a song prepared. And the, the spontaneousness of this is... You is let your guard down and show yourself. Yeah, this, that, that's actually what could work in your favor. You know, you might be like, oh my God, this is so ridiculous. We should do... You know, video kill the radio star, like you know, a song that we've never played before, and do it acoustic, and play play it with the kazoo, and just have fun with it. I mean, the reason why Nikki Blum's uh, video series took off is because they did a Hall and Oates song with a kazoo, and Hall and Oates saw it, and they tweeted it out to everyone, and they became overnight YouTube stars. Yep, it was yep. great. So again, um, this 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 is this is what. To me, this is what thinking outside of the box really is. You know, again, I started by saying a lot of times when bands go, we're doing it thinking outside of the box. It's like, no, you really aren't. You're doing the <laughs> same thing a million other people have done. You're just putting a different color on the cover or you're putting a different trailer in front of the video. It's not outside of the box. These are things where it's almost like, you know, step outside of your comfort zone. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to step outside of your comfort zone. If your comfort zone is you always want to be in a bar and you always want everything well controlled and well mic'd and well lit, you know what? Just once step outside and see what happens. You might get a, a, a really interesting reaction and result from from the video doing a drag car session. So yeah, and at the end of the day, this whole thing is not to be taken too seriously. It's just supposed to be a great time. Exactly. And I think if you're a band, don't take yourself so seriously. At the end of the day, what are you trying to do? You're trying to provide entertainment for people and an escape. Yep. This is just another extension of that. Yep. So have fun. See you in the car. <laughs> Everybody hit up Eric if you're in the LA area and you want a little uh, marketing opportunity. Drag Car Sessions. Thanks so much, Eric. This was very cool chatting with you.
Yeah, likewise. Take care, everyone. Bye. Has the Music Biz Weekly helped your career? I'd love for you to leave us a review and rating on Apple iTunes. Visit http colon forward slash forward slash iTunes dot michaelbrandvold.com and leave your review. I read them all.